0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Tech Talk on the Leo Podcast, where we explore the world of technology and innovation. I'm your host, Kevin Munoz. And in these episodes, we dive deep into the latest trends and advancements in the tech industry. From new gadgets and cutting edge software to the latest breakthroughs in artificial intelligence and machine learning, we will cover it all. Join us as we share insights and uncover the stories behind some of the most exciting developments in technology today so sit back relax and get ready for an informative and engaging episode of tech talk on the leo podcast it's monday august 7th and before we begin i'd like to take a moment to invite you to join our palomitas community at patreon.com slash latinamericaneo Your support not only helps me continue to produce new content, but also grants you bonus content. Now let's dive right into today's episode. First up, we bring you groundbreaking results from the Swedish Mammography Screening with Artificial Intelligence trial, where researchers explore the potential of artificial intelligence in breast cancer screening. The study reveals promising outcomes indicating that AI-supported breast cancer screening is not only safe but also at least as accurate as the traditional method of double-reading mammograms by radiologists. The MASAI ai trial involved 80,000 women randomly assigned to either AI-supported screening or the standard double-reading without AI. The AI system provided malignancy risk scores ranging from 1 to 10 to triage the screening exams. Low-risk scores 1 to 7 were assigned for single radiologist reading, while high-risk scores 10 triggered double readings. Additionally, the AI system offered computer-aided detection marks for exams with risk scores of 8 to 10. The results are striking. With AI support, the detection rate of breast cancer increased by 20% compared to routine double mammography readings. This underlines AI's potential to significantly improve both accuracy and efficiency in breast cancer screening. One of the key benefits of AI-supported screening is its impact on radiologist workload. Researchers estimated that the AI system reduced radiologist workload by nearly 44%. Assuming a radiologist can read 50 mammograms per hour, those using AI would need 4.6 fewer months to read over 46,000 screening exams compared to their counterparts in the control group. While the findings are promising, lead author Christina Lang of Lund University urges caution. The current results are not sufficient on their own to confirm AI's readiness for widespread implementation and mammography screening. More research is needed to evaluate its implications on patient outcomes, including the potential to detect interval cancers that may be missed by traditional screening. Additionally, an editorial accompanying the study raises concerns about overdiagnosis and over-detection of indolent lesions with AI supported screening. The trial detected 25% of in situ cancers compared to 19% with standard screening, which could lead to unnecessary overtreatment. The researchers plan to conduct further analysis examining the biological features of detected lesions to gain deeper insights into the risk of overdiagnosis. Overall, the early results from the MASAI trial showcase the immense potential of AI in the field of healthcare, With further refinement and evaluation, AI-powered breast cancer screening could transform early detection, reduce radiologist workload, and ultimately improve patient outcomes. Next up on our second story takes us to the White House, where a Biden administration is taking action to address a significant shortage of qualified IT security and technology industry workers. This shortage has been a concern for years, with the global industry facing over 3 million and unfilled jobs in the US alone, experiencing a shortfall of about 410,000 IT security workers. The lack of skilled professionals in this field poses a risk to both national and economic security. But fear not, the White House has unveiled a comprehensive plan to close this massive cyber skills gap. The National Cyber Workforce and Education Strategy is a collaborative effort that involves working with the private sector and other key stakeholders. One of the key goals is to make foundational cyber skills accessible to all Americans. Additionally, the plan aims to expand the number of training programs available for professional development, ensuring that more individuals can receive the necessary training to enter the cybersecurity workforce. Moreover, the administration is committed to fostering a more diverse workforce by addressing the underrepresentation of women and people of color in the industry. The tech industry has been grappling with increased rates of burnout due to a surge in cyberattacks, including ransomware and other malicious activities. The situation demands urgent action, and the White House is stepping up to that challenge. In collaboration with leading technology companies, foundations, and other stakeholders, the White House has garnered commitments to accelerate the training of IT security and technology professionals. Some companies have already pledged support for this cause. Google, for instance, committed $20 million to help train thousands of students through a partnership with the Consortium of Cybersecurity Clinics. Microsoft is also doing its part, partnering with various organizations to train and recruit people into the cybersecurity workforce by 2025. Not to be outdone, Checkpoint Software is on a mission to train a million people in cybersecurity by 2008 through its MIND cybersecurity training program. The government is actively involved as well, with several specific programs designed to increase the number of federal workers in technology and information security roles. For example, the National Science Foundation is investing $24 million over the next four years in the CyberCorp Scholarship for Service Program. This initiative aims to address challenges in developing a security workforce across federal, state, local, and tribal governments. The National Security Agency's National Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity Program will also contribute to closing the skills gap they will release four grants for a pilot program to establish cyber clinics at accredited colleges and universities in various states. But wait, there's more. The Cyber Readiness Institute and the Center on Cyber and Technology Innovation are launching a critical infrastructure pilot that will provide basic training for up to 200 water utilities across the country sponsored by Microsoft. The Department of Veteran Affairs is also making strides with a two-year development program within the VA Cybersecurity Operations Center, offering hands-on learning opportunities for cybersecurity apprentices. All these initiatives come together in a coordinated effort to close the cyber skills gap and bolster the nation's cybersecurity defenses. Moving on to our next story, China is taking a bold step to address internet addiction among children and teens with the introduction of new rules restricting their smartphone and internet use. Under these stringent regulations, anyone under the age of 18 will have restricted internet access on their devices from 10pm to 6am. Additionally, a tiered system for smartphone usage will be implemented, allowing a maximum of 40 minutes of usage a day for those under the age of 8 and 2 hours for 16 and 17 year olds. These measures proposed by the Cyberspace Administration of China are aimed at improving the positive role of the internet, creating a favorable network environment, and guiding minors to form good internet use habits. However, parents will have the option to bypass these restrictions if they wish. Beijing authorities have been increasingly concerned about the influence of digital technology on young people, leading to comprehensive regulations in the domestic tech sector. In 2021, China capped the amount of gaming time for children, and now they're taking additional steps to protect minors from the potential harms of excessive internet use. As a result of the announcement, stocks of many leading Chinese internet firms fell, including Tencent, which saw it's its Hong Kong listed shares drop by 3%. The regulatory clampdown on domestic tech giants continues, impacting businesses and leading to concerns about compliance and additional costs for internet companies. The new rules aim to build upon existing efforts to strengthen the online protection of minors, enrich age appropriate content, and reduce the influence of harmful information. While it may pose challenges for internet companies, the focus is on safeguarding the well being of children and guiding them to develop healthier internet habits. And finally, a recent analysis by the Pew Research Center sheds light on how AI is changing the landscape of work in America. In 2022, approximately 19% of American workers were in jobs that are most exposed to AI, where AI may replace or assist in critical activities. The data reveals some interesting trends. It turns out that workers with higher education levels are more likely to have the most exposure to AI. Those with a bachelor's degree or more are over twice as likely as those with a high school diploma to be in the most exposed jobs. Women are also more likely to see higher exposure to AI than men, which can be attributed to differences in job types held by each gender. Furthermore, Asian and white workers have higher exposure levels compared to black and Hispanic workers. Not surprisingly, jobs with high AI exposure tend to be in higher-paying fields that require analytical skills and a college education. On average, workers in these highly exposed jobs earn $3 per hour, while those in jobs with less AI exposure earn about $20 per hour. Despite the increasing presence of AI in the workplace, Workers in more exposed industries seem to be more hopeful than concerned about its impact on their jobs. A recent Pew survey showed that many workers in information and technology, for example, believe AI will help them more than hurt them personally. However, the study doesn't focus on whether exposure to AI will lead to job losses or gains. It's clear that AI is here to stay and its influence on various industries will continue to evolve. Now you might be wondering which jobs are more exposed to AI. It all depends on the tasks involved. Some activities like repairing equipment have low exposure to AI, while others such as data analysis have a higher degree of exposure. It's essential to note that AI is designed to mimic cognitive functions primarily impacting white-collar jobs, but it's not just about AI's influence. We also have to consider AI-enabled machines and robots that can perform physical tasks. Recent evidence suggests that industrial robots may impact employment and wages. One thing is clear, AI is a game changer and it's reshaping the world of work as we know it. The challenge is to adapt and find ways to harness the potential of AI while ensuring a positive impact on the job market. And that's all for today on the Leo podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you did, please leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, feel free just send me a voicemail through my website latinamericaneo.org by simply clicking on the purple send voicemail pop-up and just start recording your thoughts or any interesting topic that you would like to see covered and i might just feature it on the next episode and for those of you on patreon i will see you there otherwise i'll see you all in next week's episode Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a family or a friend and rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at Latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time.